We are called by God to specific things. And those specific things in which he has called us to, we are also called to a path. While it might be tempting for us to believe that God has left us alone in our fear-stricken, enslaved desert, I plead with you, no, he hasn't left us, not for one moment. Now the path, no, it's not easy. In fact, it's one completely and utterly different than the one of the world it operates under. It's narrow, but the path that leads to destruction is wide. However, the one who is on the narrow path, you, the pioneer, it allows you to not be enslaved to your past behind you. It's a path that only allows those who journey on it to be taken hold of by the God whom loves you, the pioneer. You now must come to the honest conclusion that the God whom you serve is, in fact, with you. It's the only logical explanation as to how you got where you are today. Whether you were on that mountain by trusting in the one whom you serve, or in fact, you were tempted with the mountain and it's leading to your destruction. Or perhaps, you have not even begun the journey yet. You feel the lack of purpose in your rock-bottom state because you do not know the God of Israel. Maybe you are on the journey, and now you just need to know that the one whom you serve and the one whom you believe in is sitting in your pain with you. But how could a God of power not himself spare you from your pain? But how could a God of love send his own son to die? Well, sometimes love has to drive a nail through its own hand because he knew the price that love requires and he laid down his own desires. He stretched out his hands to save his friends from the inward conflict within their hearts. So, what might your inward conflict be? Yeah, you, the listener, what is your inward conflict? Maybe it's that critic within yourself and perhaps 
It's not even your own thoughts. Yes, I know. You think I'm crazy. But hear me out. In the movie, The Unusual Suspects, there is a quote. It says this, The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't hear you thinking about him in the mundane. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says this, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour. Now begin to listen to your thoughts. 1 Corinthians 10.5 says this, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that raises itself against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Are you willing to take every thought captive to obey Christ? Your inner critic is always complaining that you are not doing it correctly. It is always telling you you need to improve and do better. It can put a lot of pressure on you by saying to you that something terrible is going to happen if you don't get it right. This is derived and caused from that time you had that thought. I must follow all the rules and be responsible and be reasonable. And I must catch all of my mistakes before others do. For person two, your inner critic is always telling you that you are not lovable. It wants to prevent you from being hurt by working extra hard to be accepted. It will also tell you that you have to earn love from those around you and will keep insisting that you need to go out of your way to help others, which is derived from the time you had that thought. I must put my needs on the back burner so that I can earn love through selflessness and generosity. For person three, your inner critic is always evaluating your success. It wants you to notice if people are acknowledging how hard you are working. Have you met your goals? Have you done everything possible to be the best at what you do? Which derives its cause from the time you had that thought. I must hide my insecurities and feel 
with successes and accomplishments, then I will have a life worth living. For person four, your inner critic is always trying to compare yourself with others. It keeps insisting that you will never fit in. It will tell you over and over that nobody will ever understand you. It will empathize that you need to prove to the world how different you are, which derives its cause from the time you had that thought, I can't be too functional or happy or full of joy because nobody else sees me for who I am. For person five, your inner critic is always calling on you to retreat to your inner self. It wants you to stay safe by learning a topic well. It wants you to learn all that is possible to learn and not talk about it until you feel knowledgeable enough, which had its derive caused by that thought you once had. It's not okay to be too comfortable. I must develop mastery in every subject to survive. For person six, your inner critic is keeping you alert for all the dangers you and your loved one has. It will try to keep you hyper vigilant, watching carefully for any threat that might come your way, which had its derived cause from the time that you had that thought. It's okay to trust myself. I won't be safe until I find someone or something to trust. For person seven, your inner critic will do everything in its power to keep you busy. Having fun and going on adventures. This is all to keep you from feeling any emotional and physical pain. And it's desperate to keep you away from any problematic emotions, which has derived its cause from the time that you had that thought. It's not okay to depend on anyone for anything. If I stay distracted, I won't feel my grief.
For person eight, your inner critic wants to protect your vulnerable feelings and emotions and heart. The inner critic is only too happy to help you put up protective walls to prevent you from being emotionally hurt, which it had its derived cause from that time you had that thought. It's not okay to be vulnerable to trust anyone. I'm totally self-sufficient and I won't get hurt. For person nine, your inner critic tries to keep you safe by convincing you that you are not important, that no one really cares about you. The only way for you to survive is to keep everyone calm at your own cost, which had its derived cause from the time that you had that thought. It's not okay to assert myself or my needs. If I don't rock the boat, everything will be okay. For you are not your own. These inward thoughts have become your Egypt and you are enslaved to them. Jesus came to set you free. In Luke 2, 34-35, it says this, And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign that will oppose. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also. So that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. This is His Righteous Path podcast. Well, I'm just a guy who feels very undeserving to go and speak my Heavenly Father's love. And quite honestly, I need to work on receiving His love as well. I'm choosing to trust in Him and not rely on my own feelings and every thought that enters my head. So, Here I am. He sent me to you, the listener. Where might he be sending you? Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please take the time to listen to someone else and try to understand them and their story. 
If you would like to hear about people and their redemption stories, you can check out another one of my podcasts, The Redemption Podcast. The link will be in the description below. We need your help though. Please follow us on Instagram at his.righteous.path. We will soon be having merch and stickers available to those who want to support us. If you feel led to give and support this ministry, please click the link and support us. Even if that's just a dollar a month, it would help us more than we could even think or imagine.